Welcome to the second part of the High Singing Podcast from the Musicians Lab. In part one, they talked about the Eagles, Rush, Journey, and took on AHA. In part two, they'll continue talking about man's unholy fascination with hitting high notes. Obviously, the guy is, you know, he's, he's sort of known for that uh, the high singing thing. And, and yeah. once again, we have a singer that, uh, it, you know, to me, I, I think he's got an obviously amazing voice. A lot of people don't really enjoy his voice. Right. Oh, well, you know, I think it's associated with a certain type of music, you know. I mean, sure. it is, I have to admit, although I love Journey, um, it is dated. Yeah. You know. Just a little bit. Musically speaking. Yeah. But, uh, man, they knew how to write a song, for sure. And, you know, incredible musicians. Absolutely. It's it's funny, too. I don't think people... I never think about it, but uh, ACDC, we we were talking about Hell's Bells and that... that, uh, What was it? A high G in Hell's Bells? Uh, Yeah. And he hits it consistently. He hits it all through the, you know, the bridge section and the, and the, uh, and then into the chorus section. Yeah, and thick, thick and, and it's, ballsy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty ballsy. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, you know, not that, that uh, of course, Bon Scott, you know, sang some some high notes in his day as well. But yeah. I think Brian Johnson, in terms of the the, the highness, yeah, uh, you know, probably probably took the you know took the prize on on that. Uh, I, I like Brian Johnson, but I have to say, I I'm more of a fan of Bon Scott. Maybe it's, oh, I am too. It's not yeah. only vocal quality; it's the whole thing. ACDC at that point was, you know. It's absolutely the whole vibe. Bon Scott, to me, was was the superior singer, and you know, mm-hmm. but once again, the bull. Not quite as high a voice, probably. This is well, once again. Yeah, we're talking about the highest singers here, just to remind people, and not necessarily the best singers. Oh, you know what? You had mentioned something yesterday when we were talking about it. Of why did it start? Like, you know. How, what was the reason that we started getting into this high singer thing? You know, it, it really flourished in rock and roll in the in the 80s with metal, but, yeah. you know, it still is sort of a, you know, a proving ground for certain singers. What's the highest, definitely for female singers, you know, the Mariah Carey, you know, dog whistle singing stuff. What, what uh, how did that begin? And you had, a, you had an interesting concept on that. Well, you know, I don't really remember... Uh what I was talking about at the time because I was probably drunk, but, um, <laughs> as you usually are, as I usually am. Um, but I, I will say that, uh, you know, in my opinion, I think it, uh, on, on sort of, you know, pondering on this, uh, this deep issue, I, I think that maybe like all things in music, uh, when you have the fastest guitar player or the highest singer or, you know, that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. um, it has to do with a, 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 a competition type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. you know, trying to trying to impress people, and uh, to me, I think it, it probably started hundreds of years ago. You know, back when when Mozart wrote some of that stuff, maybe even before that. You know, mm-hmm. but I was thinking of uh, you know the Magic Flute and uh, what was the other? Uh, there was another Mozart. Another uh, piece that he piece wrote that's that even was higher, than even <laughs> higher than the Magic Flute. Yeah, um, and he wrote it for a particular singer uh, singer at yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. Confucius will know Confucius that will let us know what the uh, piece thank God for Thank God for Confucius, you yeah. know. But, uh, but you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I, I think that he probably wrote that in, in mind uh, with really knocking people, you know, for a loop when they heard that. 
and uh, and of course whoever singing that was was sort of in the spotlight and you know people would go away from that and say like oh my god did you hear you know that's not been done that's pushing the envelope it's the highest you know mm. and so uh, and so I think that's kind of the attitude maybe that, that people have taken and of course with the sort of uh, I don't know what the right term for it is but let's let's call it virtuosoism that that kind of came yeah well you know with with every instrument really but it, the sort of the, that mindset um, certainly came from uh, I would like to think that the influence of classical music into rock music and um, a lot of the rock musicians really tried to push the envelope in that, that sense and so singers you know in the same kind of way oh these numpty trolls are twat bubbles off as center still sucking on their mother's teeth with their heads and their arses like a bloody hound licking piss off a nail the druids were the real innovators of that eye singing angus come here boy uh, what are you gonna do with that axe? let me see your billball baggins for a second uh-oh I remember what you said uh, yesterday. Um, you, you were talking about Zeppelin in rock, you know, how, how maybe it, it came, you know, f- for rock musicians, how uh, during uh, concerts, um, Zeppelin had a, a, a lot of uh, back and forth between the guitar player, Jimmy Page, and Robert Plant, you know, with the vocal improv, and he would sing whatever Robert would sing, whatever uh, Jimmy Page played on the guitar. And that's yeah. one of the vocal gymnastic things that sort of uh, uh, inspired some rock singers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, I guess I, in my little tirade there, I went back even farther than that. But certainly when we had uh, singers that, that could sing high, well, like Robert Plant, um, you know, that was part of the live sort of show, right? You know, for those guys, I mean, they went back and forth, like you were saying, with uh, Jimmy Page, you know, playing a lot of high stuff and then playing... You know, getting up there and actually uh, failing <laughs> on one, some of the clips that we heard. Oh which yeah, is yeah, great. that's right. That was cool. Yeah, that, it sounded like it was like a backstage thing. I can't remember what it. I mean, I remember the we were talking about one of the songs was the Four Sticks that we listened to. I think it was like a G that he had on the Four Sticks. Well, I was going to say here's something interesting that, that uh, you know, I don't know if this is true or not. Um, this is just me listening to to, uh, to that clip, and then there's a couple other tunes, too, that, that kind of have this. And I was talking to you about this, and it, it, it almost sounds to me like the quality of his voice, Robert Plant. Yeah. Uh, on that particular song, for instance, it, it I don't want, you know, I don't, I'm probably going to get a lot of haters here. And let me just, you know, uh, uh, state that Zeppelin is certainly probably my favorite band, if not, you know, well, one of my favorite bands is not my favorite band. Um, love Robert Plant. But uh, it almost sounds like they sped something up in his voice. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were telling me that. You know, it is interesting. Say, when we listened to it, I did. I remember we were hanging and we listened to it. It does sound a bit thinner, doesn't it? Which means that they would have slowed the track down so that he would have sung in a lower... Whatever it is, an F sharp you know, or... Exactly, whatever, whatever they... Whatever it is whatever they slowed it down to, he would have sang lower and then they sped the track back up to the original speed of the thing. And, right. you know, some of the queen stuff was pretty crazy too. Sure. The queen stuff, it was particularly funny. the background vocals, right? Right. That's a funny thing that I was thinking. It was that it's the drummer that sings all that crazy high stuff. Like, uh, in, uh, uh, what? Oh, lap of the gods. <laughs> You 
Yeah, that would be, uh, I believe that would be Roger Taylor singing that. He got an A. Um, yep. Now, that obviously is falsetto. Um, very falsetto? It's a, of course it's thinner, but it's a strong thin. But he does, yeah, he certainly he sings it out. He sings it out. And then of even higher was Bohemian Rhapsody. Got to a B flat. That's right. Um, yeah, no, that's that's some crazy wacky high stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's no. I would say it's thicker sounding than the Eagles one of these nights. The other thing about the Eagles one of these nights is it's that um, we were talking about it. There's it's not he's he, he's not singing. There's a lot. There, it's stop time, right? That 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 you know where it's a little staccato, yeah. So that staccato, staccato, you get some breath and all that makes it a little bit easier. Well, you know, plus I gotta say that that you know that's a smooth that's a smooth song. That's a smooth song. Yes, back to smooth music. It is a yeah. smooth song. That is a smooth song. They were I mean, touching you know, on smooth and jazz and a, a disco and everything in there. You don't. You definitely don't want the Roger Taylor sort of Ethel Merman like. Yeah, high, huge. That is. High, it's got some big vibrato in that. High falsetto and, in the back of a smooth yeah, song. You know. Right. Absolutely, especially in Lap of the Gods. Exactly. There's a time and a place, you know. Uh, for for Queen, I mean, that was that was perfect. Perfect. It was funny because you think of Freddie Mercury; he's got quite a vocal range. He's oh, obviously yeah. got, you know, a thousand times the voice of Roger Taylor. But Roger Taylor has a has a higher note. So once again, we get to the higher note, not necessarily the better voice, just a higher right. note. <laughs> and also, I mean, you know, there's I guess some uh, difference could be said between singing a lead part and a you know harmony part, where it's sort of blended into the rest of you know what's going on. And the other one that was really shockingly thick, I thought, was um, Boston more than feeling. The main note um, and that ending kind of vocal thing, he just keeps on upping it. And the thing that's thick about it is, man, it feels like a full voice. He gets like a G on the main note. Man, that's the thicket. He wins in terms of just sheer thickness. That is so beefy. The, uh, the only thing I would say to that, and I've said this to you before, and I know this is where we yeah we have our uh, you know back and forth, which is great because that makes an interesting podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, but I will say that they are known, and you can hear it if you listen, um, for their layering of, of guitars and, and vocals. And vocals. Well. So you're saying that the thickness that I perceive as thickness might be just the choir of Brad Delps in the background. I'm saying that, that part of that could have been the Delp Army. The Delp Army. Okay, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. That yeah. guy can sing, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, the guy can hit the notes. I mean, there's some singers that, you know, are studio guys, and they go in and, and whatever. I mean, they... You know, manipulate tape and, and do this and that. I mean, of course, now we have Melodyne and Autotune and all that kind of stuff. So who really knows what what's actually going on? You know, this is these. these uh, you know, I think some of the maybe we could say that a, a, a an underlying criteria here to a lot of the stuff too is that you know this was these guys all did this back when you didn't really have that stuff to be able to to fix things as as mm-hmm. well. 
as mm-hmm. you do today. You know, I mean, today we could have Barry White come in and, <laughs> you know, right. sing a note that would move your bowels because it's so low and then auto-tune <laughs> that thing up to, like, you know, call dogs. Right. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty, pretty crazy what we can do in the studio. You know. Um, but nonetheless, also, by the way, the harmony note got up to a B in that uh, Boston, Boston, song, Boston yeah. song. And the question that we had was that it sounded so thick I think there's voices in there, but maybe it oh, might yeah. be augmented with uh, guitars. Actually, there's a weird kind of sound there's, in the background that's hard to tell what what it is. It really is. There's sort of a strange texture to that one too, and it, it could just be because you know we have uh, ten thousand Brad Delps in there, or they might have layered some guitar in there as well. I mean, who knows? Mm. But uh, you know, it certainly could be that he that he sang the harmony, and that was that was the. Note. Oh, well, you're so lucky. You're listening to. www.themusicianslab.com So I love big fans! <laughs> Musicians! They're playing their instruments and talking! All of the talking is crazy! www.themusicianslab.com Okay, it goes up and down and the words come out! It's fantastic! I, I can't believe it! It is so interesting! I can't stop listening to it! I listen again! www.themusicianslab.com It's great! I love it! The music! The talk in the music! It's so 